Welcome to Reinventing the Future by HP Tech Ventures. I'm your host, Bonnie Day. In this podcast, we go behind the scenes with startup founders and entrepreneurs who are defining tomorrow's world and experiences. We are talking innovation, their groundbreaking ideas, their big picture strategies, and how they continually adapt to our ever-changing world. Their stories will inspire you to dream big, tap into your inner innovator, and create the future you imagine. In today's podcast, we venture into the future of cancer treatments with Alex Dunphy, co-founder and CEO of Adaptive, an HP Tech Ventures portfolio company. Adaptive is harnessing the power of 3D printing to create a new standard for personalized care in radiation therapy. Let's get started. Hey, Alex, it's so nice to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Bonnie. I would like for you to uh, introduce yourself. Tell us about your company. So my name is Alex Dunphy. I am the CEO and co-founder here at Adaptive Medical Technologies in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, We provide software solutions that use 3D printing uh, to create medical devices for cancer treatment that patients require all over the world. For a long time, the the last mile of uh, radiation therapy um, has been pretty antiquated. Uh, you have you know very sophisticated technology to treat cancer um, requires you know big iron uh, linear accelerators that create uh, various types of radiation beams to to treat tumors, and it's very effective. However, um, the last mile when a patient comes in and they're getting ready for setup, um, you know, to receive the radiation. Um, really what happens is sometimes it falls apart there. Um, you have, you know, uh, mold rooms, much like you'd experienced, you know, as a, as a kid in elementary school making paper mache. Um, so what Adaptive does is we've sort of digitized that entire thing, um, the, the very, the, the last mile really, and sort of are now democratizing that to kind of bring it to the mass market. Um, and we've done that with our, our awesome partner, uh, Hewlett Packard, uh, who does a lot of uh, or all of our 3D printing uh, for this new program we launched called Adaptive On Demand. Yeah, it seems like a pretty intuitive match. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're a great company to work with. Um, they, much like us, uh, they're a nimble uh, Fortune 50, I guess, uh, company. <laughs> and a lot of printing know-how. Yes. Well, that's fantastic. So. Tell me how it works if, let's say, I am at a cancer center and I want to create a a product that's going to help a a patient. Yeah. So uh, the patient, um, you know, wouldn't really know much uh, in the end. Generally, our customers would be um, the cancer center itself. So the people who are delivering the the treatment for the patient. Um, So, you know, they they take our software, they install it in their cancer center. um, They... They know the product and the parts that they need, these devices, they know what they are. Uh, we've sort of automated that whole process for them in our software. Uh, they simply open up our software. They take existing uh, scan data, so generally CT scan data. Uh, they would go into our software. They'd make this part, the digital part, that they would try to create uh, in the mold room that's very challenging. And they send it to us, uh, you know, seamlessly. We send it back to them in three days, much like you would uh, get something from Amazon. On the patient side, you know, the difference experience for them would be they're used to then somebody uh, who's called a radiation therapist would come in and try to like make this device out of 
wax or towels or you know various types of materials, gauze and tape um, to, to put it on the patient. And um, what they experience now is uh, they show up for treatment and the therapist will come in and place the device on them and say, hey, this is going to fit in your nose or around your ear or across your face. And they're going to say, what do you mean? And uh, uh, they're going to say that, yeah, we use your CT data. This is a personalized medical device. So, you know, we really believe that this is a game changing technology, you know, for uh, cancer care and for personalization in healthcare. And to that point, when you have a custom fit, I would assume that the results are superior. Yeah. So uh, fit means a lot. You know, you have uh, radiation, you know, is uh, very, very precise. Um, you know, fit really means that uh, you're you're delivering the most dose you can to the tumor and not the surrounding healthy tissue. And that's really the name of the game here. So, you know, from a radiation oncologist or, or a medical physicist perspective that that are that are creating these treatment plans, what they're trying to do is make sure that um, they can deliver the maximum amount of dose that they possibly can to that tumor to ensure that uh, they kill the tumor uh, itself. What happens when you don't have good fit is that sometimes you're underdosing that tumor and you're overdosing maybe some surrounding healthy tissue. Sadly, that healthy tissue can be brains, uh, can be heart um, tissues, and you, and you obviously want to spare that because it can leave long-term uh, impacts for the patient who's receiving the treatment. So, uh, yeah, better fit equals better outcomes in the end from our perspective. So tell me how you got to the place where you were co-founding this company? Was it a straight line from school or did you take a lot of turns? Probably a lot of turns, uh, <laughs> a lot of turns. Um, you know, I was uh, uh, I was running my own sort of boutique uh, firm, just doing some big data um, work. And um, around the same time, sadly, my sister was going through uh, chemotherapy. And, um, you know, this opportunity came my way through Dr. Robart. He's the chief of medical physics, uh, physics sorry, at uh, Nova Scotia Health in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And the opportunity came up um, to go build the technology and, and grow the company. Um, you know, I was, you know, sitting probably with my sister, um, in, uh, her, during her treatment and just sort of reflecting on, you know, what I was doing and what I was putting my skills towards. And, uh, I guess I decided in my early thirties to throw it all away and, uh, take the leap really haven't looked back since, um, from my perspective, it's been an amazing journey getting to a point, you know, not a lot of companies, and are successful to get to Series A and beyond from you know from the the, the bench top or the the R and D lab, right? Um, so you know it's been an incredible feat. Uh, we've had you know good people around us along the way to do that. We made some good decisions. We probably made some bad ones too. Um, <laughs> you know I don't come from healthcare, so we didn't know many. We didn't know any better. Um, really happy I made the decision to to do this, and I've met like, incredible people along the way. Um, and I would say, you know, being in cancer treatment is um, incredibly rewarding uh, when you put solutions and software out that are helping people. I would imagine. I, I would imagine that even if it had been a straight line and you had been shooting towards this goal, it's still remarkable feeling to put your your work out there and find that it really truly helps people, that it really truly changes lives. Uh, we see some really incredible things. Uh, we see how, you know, folks in, in practice are really struggling uh, with this last mile of treatment and, and creating these accessory devices for uh, their patients. And, 
you know, um, everything we do in every case and every day, the cases we see come uh, come across our desks. Um, you know, it's it's it gets instant reward um, when you see things like that on a on a daily, weekly, monthly basis uh, where you're making a difference. So, yeah, and I would imagine in terms of the problem solving, I mean, our bodies have a lot of parts that are hard to get to, and so I would imagine that having this ability to customize really changes particular treatments. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you you can say that. I say, you know, there's no one patient uh, that has the same anatomy. Um, I would say there's no one tumor um, that looks the same either, right? And um, from fraction to fraction for every patient, you know, uh, the anatomy's changing and the tumor's changing, right? So it really uh, is a sweet spot for for digitization, the software and 3D printing or additive manufacturing, right? It's a blend of, you know, some amazing technologies um, that, you know, HP's brought to the table with multi-jet fusion um, and with our software that we can actually be able to do these kinds of things to deliver that kind of care to, to the patients. Has there been a moment in your company's evolution where you guys just had to stop and say, whoop, we got to go this way? Yeah, yeah. Um, the business model went from, hey, I'm a, I'm a cancer center. I want to buy your software and buy a printer. You know, the time it was taking to sort of deliver that, right? So, you know, the aha or the, the pivot um, in that case was, you know, to really scale, to reach that inflection point, you know, we needed a, a platform as a service, call it. And, you know, you, you try to triangulate that uh, with other things in the market that are happening, you know, side by side, as we were watching HP and, and what they were doing in the market around getting further into digital manufacturing and all that great work. That, along with, you know, our view of um, what was happening in our, you know, our market, um, really opened the door for us to say, hey, we need to pivot. You had to pivot. And um, I think just not being afraid to pivot, um, you know, is a... Uh, is, is, is a sign of a good startup uh, and good leadership and, and people um, in the company to get behind that, say, hey, we've been doing it this way for a while, um, but for us to do what we really need to do to, to get to that next stage, you know, we need to swing the ship around um, and, and move. So, you know, we had good people around us. Uh, we had good, you know, advisory, you know, from our partnerships like at HP. Um, and uh, that was a uh, we believe is is a pivot we had to make, and we believe it'll it'll really lead us into the next chapter for adaptive. Well, it's obviously I mean, it's obvious to me that you've come really far with it already. But I wonder, is there a big bold vision for you? Is there something on your wall? You know, is there something in your head that is the big goal? Yeah, I think it's you know being patient centric. Right. And just doing what's right. Um, you know, we want to be out there um, treating as, you know, with as many patients as we possibly can uh, globally, you know, with these devices. Uh, we feel, you know, it is the way forward. Um, it's about, you know, getting as many of these, um, you know, medical devices uh, out to those uh, clinicians to make their lives easier, ultimately to make the patient's outcomes better. So, you know, from our perspective, it's all about patient first, you know, being patient centric. And when you think that way as a business, you know, you know, good things generally will happen to you, we believe. So, so question about trends, you mm -hmm. know, when you, when you are a startup, when you're an entrepreneur, these, these, it, it's incredibly important to keep your eye on what is going on out in the world. 
what do you really, really watch? What really affects the actions you take? Yeah, so we probably categorize our business a little bit by, um, you know, obviously on the, on, the, on the front end, it's about cancer treatment. So just, you know, what's happening in the market? You know, what are the, the players like Varian doing? Where's the technology going? Um, where are the patient populations at? Um, what do they need? You know, so I think those are trends we look at to make sure that we're uh, ahead of and aware of, you know, what our solution and our product roadmap needs to look like. Um, how do we best support and make sure we position our products to, to get to the market so that people can actually use them? On the manufacturing side, I'd say, you know, we look at um, technology trends and uh, material science trends. You know, where are the latest and greatest technologies coming? Uh, who's leading that? Um, you know, what new materials are coming out? I think, you know, from our perspective, you got two flywheels spinning on either side of you, right? You have cancer treatment and everything that's happening there. And then you have uh, 3D printing or additive manufacturing and, and what's happening there. And uh, from our perspective, we're right in the middle. We have a clear clinical application um, that, that requires software and additive manufacturing. I'd say sometimes, you know, over here, these guys don't necessarily aren't connected. Uh, so, you know, things are happening over here. And it requires us in the middle to watch for trends that could say, wait a second, this could be you know, revolutionary technology from the additive manufacturing side or this additive new ma new material that we really see huge value in. And then it's up to us to get out there and make sure that, you know, we become the evangelists to talk to those, you know, manufacturers and the, and the material companies or, you know, the folks at Varian and make sure that everybody knows, hey, we're in the middle of this and we can really help both you, both you out. So it's hard to imagine how you would succeed in this type of industry if you didn't have an incredible team. What do you do to maintain that, cultivate that, nurture that? You know, wh how do you make teamwork for you? Yeah, I just you, you know you you need a diverse people around you. Uh, you need to find people that are you maybe uh, not thinking like you are uh, to give you different perspective. Um, you need to become a good listener. I'd say that's one of the biggest things that you know. Sometimes as an entrepreneur, when you start a company, you're you're wearing all these hats and uh, as the business grows, you need to start, you know, handing some hats out to some other people. And, you know, I'd say if you ask the folks around here, maybe sometimes it wasn't always easy to get the hat off my head that they wanted. Um, but eventually you, you, you listen and you work with each other, uh, just being genuine um, and just, you know, willingness to help people and, and, and bring them in and um, sort of building that teamwork, that team spirit, I think is uh, really valuable. And you bring up the point that if you have people who think differently from you, then you have more opportunity for innovation. Yeah, so I'd say uh, healthy debate's amazing. Uh, it's really how you you move forward and propel, right? You need different vantage points. You need different people's experiences and expertise, uh, different personality types and attitudes. Um, but yeah, you know what? It really comes down to just um, working with each other, uh, listening to each other, um, you know, uh, walking arm in arm. I think that's critical. And when you make the right decision, whether it's me or somebody else, you know, that you know, you're together as a team and you get behind that um, and you walk together. In terms of play, do you think that's important to innovation? Um, yeah, I, it certainly is. I think, you know, people have to have some fun and uh, get out and have different experiences. We try to create that here on a, you know, monthly or bi-monthly basis. Um, 
you know, you need to, we run hackathons here uh, where you know, our, our product teams going to get together and, um, you know, does some things. You know, I think COVID was hard. Uh, I think if it taught us anything, uh, it was hard to sort of get that play. I think people were locked down and, you know, had a hard time bonding. And we as humans probably really need that. How do you approach failure? Because failure is one of those things that, you know, eh, it's a, you know, it's a touchy subject. Oh, gosh, we don't want to fail. But the reality is, especially with a with a startup, um, it's going to happen. It kind of has to happen. So, has to happen. Yeah. So how do you deal with it? With I'd say with a very open mind, right? Um, especially in startup, I think, you know, we're building something, right? So, you know, I, I, we, I constantly tell the teams here across the business, like, it's okay to fail. And actually, you're going to fail. Right. And you should have the expectation in, in a startup mentality that failure is how you learn. It's how you improve. Um, starts with me. Right. At the, to- at the top as a CEO in this business. And, you know, uh, I have an open mind to it. You have to have an open mind to it. You have to learn from it. Um, and it's a matter of having good people around you, having a good attitude, being open minded um, and learning from it. Right. I, I hate making the same mistake twice. I think that's one of the big things I, I talk about around here is just you know, let's not run into that wall again, right? Uh, we ran into it once. What can we learn from it? You know, uh, let's run into the next wall. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your partnership with HP. Yeah. So, um, you know, it really started off just two companies having conversation, uh, you know, um, on a on an aligned topic that, you know, healthcare and uh, opportunity uh, ahead. And, you know, uh, what that turned into was, um, you know, alignment at a real cultural level uh, with a company. I think, you know, you, I certainly did not expect uh, a company the size of HP uh, to feel like uh, you're working with a startup. Um, and I think that's really uh, what's propelled us with HP and their their commercial team is just, um the amazing people that work there, right? And, you know, we see it firsthand. Uh, we have people from across their business um, interacting with my people every day. Um, and the passion they have for our application, um, you know, they, they don't work at Adaptive, but it feels like they do sometimes. Um, you know, incredibly passionate about the cause and the mission. Yeah, so you feel like that's really been a game changer. They're like, you know, HP's, you know, going to have the best technology. You, you know, their technology is incredible. Um, they're, they're, they're pioneers and innovators, you know, so we know that that's there, right? That was an easy choice. You know, the hard choice was, you know, finding the, the, the cultural alignment, you know, with the people in the organization. And I think that really starts at the, at the top for them. You know, we have, you know, exposure uh, to them at a high level. Um, you know, uh, from the C-suite down to the the day-to-day, you know, tactical or operational level. And I'd say just observing, you know, that alignment um, uh, starts at the top and works its way all the way down uh, to the people every day. So, you know, I think that's a sign of a good corporation. I think it was, it was really what helped us make our decision to, to, to choose HP to work with as our partner. Do you get feedback about success stories? Yeah, yeah. Some are tear jerking, uh, you, know, you know, good stuff. It's amazing to see, you know, uh, a 3D printed medical device that came out of our software that HP manufactured and that, um, you know, treated a, a breast 
uh, post mastectomy case, right? And you and you see the outcomes, right? So you know, I think you know that's super rewarding um, part of the job. Uh, it's what we do it for in the end. Um, we had a real rare case a couple of years ago that came our way that I think um, really symbolizes why we do it as a, a rare form of cervical cancer in an infant. Um, they couldn't get a, a device generic um, the right size to to treat. Um, they they gave it to us. Uh, we manufactured the part, used the software, manufactured the parts, and shipped it down to them in Puerto Rico. Um, over the holidays, they treated the the infant successfully, which was great. You know uh, that was a success at the time. Uh, and then you know three years later, we we ran the the physician and the medical physicist came to see us um, at at Astro. It's it's our big uh, conference every year, and they shared some pictures of the the infant and the family and uh, basically said that the parents wanted to thank us um, for what we did. Right. So it's, uh, it's sort of things like that that sort of motivate you every day, motivate the team every day. Um, it's really, it's really just going back to the comment about just people care. I think whether it's Barry and Siemens, it's HP, it's adaptive, it's the clinicians treating it. It's just like everybody cares. Everybody wants to do their best to sort of, you know, uh, uh, you know, create that outcome uh, for that infant who's, you know, three years in and in good health, uh, has a long life ahead, hopefully, um, you know, all made by just people's compassion and wanting to help and, and bring new technology to sort of change the game. So. Hmm. See, you're bringing me to tears. That's <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I, no, it's wonderful. I can't imagine how that must feel on your end. I mean, the passion. Brings me to tears still too. I still am a little bit too. So I, I love telling the story. Um, we have a lot of those uh, that come our way and hopefully a lot more in the future. Right. So I think uh, we really look forward to that. It drives us here. Yeah. That's a powerful driver. I, that is, that is where passion and, and purpose really come together to create something beyond belief. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Let's talk about that a little. I mean, you are doing this for future generations. You are doing this for the future. So, so how do you think about that around your own family and your own children? Yeah, it's all for them really. Right. Uh, You know, I got two young boys and a great spouse, great wife, um, you know, just, you know, try to do everything for them as much as I can with them um, when you're not here uh, doing this. So, um, you know, just trying your best to, to like, you, you know, you're doing it for everybody else too, but you know, you're really, uh, uh, focal point is the family and your kids and, um, you know, trying to make a better place for them to, to grow up and, and inspire them. Right. You know, if I can do something today to, to, um, inspire my sons, um, to, to take up the fight, uh, in their own way. Um, yeah, then I, I think I've done my job as a dad. So if you could go back to yourself at your son's age right now, your 16-year-old self or your younger son's self, if you could go back to yourself and whisper in your ear one mm-hmm. advice, what would it be? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. What would I tell my younger self? Um, probably would say don't change what you did. Uh, you know, just uh, um, be you, uh, find your path. Uh, don't be afraid to, to, you know, take a leap of faith. Um, you know, I think I would, you know, probably try to reiterate that to myself, um, to make sure that I, that I, that I got back here. Right. Um, you know, don't be afraid of the challenges. Don't be afraid of hard work. I think it'd be something similar to that. Um, I'd probably want to tell myself. Sound advice. All right. Let's, 
close here with a few rapid questions. I don't oh, know. Geez, you know uh, okay, yeah. What is a habit that you're working on cultivating? I think consistency. I think that's one thing I'm trying to cultivate, you know, just being really consistent. If you had to describe yourself in one word, what would it be? I'd say tough or resilient, maybe tough or resilient. I think, uh, yeah, one of those two things I'd say, yeah. I'd say two, sorry. They're probably the same. I'd buy that. (laughs) And if other people had to describe you in one word? Oh, geez. They'd probably say the same. (laughs) Tough or resilient. Yeah, Yeah, maybe a little nuance, but yeah. If you could sit down at Starbucks with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Nelson Mandela seems like an interesting fella. I think he would have been somebody I would have really liked to just listen to. And uh, yeah, he had a really interesting experience in life. So. What do you consider yourself really great at? I'd say self-starting. I'd say I'm very good at just despite the conditions and what's going on, I can get up there and, and um, do what has to be done. All right. Uh, first concert you ever went to? First concert I ever went to was the Bare Naked Ladies. And last question. If your life was a bumper sticker, what would it say? Chaos. that's fantastic well listen i have had such a good time talking to you thank you bonnie we have been speaking with alex dunphy he is the co-founder and ceo of adaptive and alex you are just a wonderful guest and i really enjoyed our time thank you thank you bonnie you're a wonderful host i really enjoyed our time too Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Reinventing the Future by HP Tech Ventures. I'd like to thank Alex Dunphy, co-founder and CEO of Adaptive, for the truly inspiring conversation. Join us next time for more inspiration from startup founders and entrepreneurs whose companies are making life better for everyone, everywhere. In the meantime, remember, we all have the power to shape the future. What future will you create? If you enjoyed this episode of Reinventing the Future, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review.